Uh, he's come to talk with us about Senior Appreciation Night. Uh, a connection with me is I live in the old Waterman house where the Waterman brothers, uh, TR, the TRK brothers, were raised. Back before Senior Appreciation Night was around, the Senior Waterman and the Louts family, who live next door, had their own version. And what happened was uh, Louts was a doctor. He had a swimming pool in his backyard. So he opened up the swimming pool, and uh, Waterman opened up his house where he had a bunch of games. Uh, also, he had basically an amusement park in his backyard. Uh, so they realized years ago that the thing to do with the seniors uh, on, on, around graduation was to give them something to do that was constructive. And so uh, Mr. Waterman would go out and make hot dogs and hamburgers and have all these games for kids to, to play. Um, so uh, I have this kind of connection. Um, let me tell you a little bit more about Jeremy. Um, he came here from Taos with his wife, Laurel, back about 10 years ago, five years ago. And um, uh, Laurel does uh, uh, forestry. She's an arborist. And uh, Jeremy uh, leads programs at the, at the Y. And before that, he was in Taos, and he was uh, running the uh, Rocky Mountain Youth Corps. Um, so, Jeremy? All right, thanks for joining me today. I'm here to talk about Senior Appreciation Night. Uh, that is for the graduating seniors. Um, each year we've hosted this event. Um, so, like Evan said, my name is Jeremy Smith. I'm the Sports and Adventure Director at the Family YMCA. So I oversee the youth, adult sports, uh, the rock climbing wall, any of the outdoor programs, uh, Yes Corps, outdoor climbing, um, as well as special events, uh, 5K, any of our big fundraisers and Senior Appreciation Night. So the YMCA is the fiscal agent for SAN. Um, it's kind of a, its own entity. It's not an official 501c3, um, just because there's, it's kind of this uh, more of a, a committee that gets together and says, okay, we're going to run this event, um, collect money for a short amount of time, and then at, when it's over, we kind of disband until January again when we start planning um, for the upcoming graduation night. Uh, So Senior Appreciation Arts, SAN, started in uh, 1984, so this is our 33rd year of SAN, um, I think actually 34 times it's happened. Uh, there were various uh, events that were happening before, you know, just uh, parents getting together and having um, barbecues or things to keep their youth safe. Um, the letter that we send out to the parents each year, so I print 300 letters and take them to the high school and they go out to the graduating seniors' parents. And a line from this says, Sam was created as a safe and fun alternative to the dangerous drinking and partying in the mountains that was prevalent prior to its inception. So I have heard stories of people um, that were graduating, graduated here, you know, going up to, uh, to the mountains, having parties all night. And some said, oh, yeah, the police would be there. They'd let you in, but they wouldn't let you out. They'd make you camp out all night. Um, so in 1984, SAN started, and I'm not sure how big it was. I haven't seen any details um, far back, but I know there's been various events. There was a dunk tank where the police would be on the tank, and then bull riding, and 
a big dive in at the uh, aquatic center. And so some of those have kind of come and gone. Dances where um, Blue Window is now. So some things have kind of faded away, but we've kept some of the events that really keep it interesting uh, because right now, sand is the place to be when you're graduating. It's better than going out and partying with your friends. It's like you, you got it. The, it's the place to be that night. Um, so it is free for all graduates. Anybody that's graduating... Los Alamos High School graduating as a homeschooler or should have graduated, either they, they finished early and have started um, college already or junior college or they're going to get a GED. Anybody that was in the class of 2017 is f- f- welcome to come to Senior Appreciation Night. And they're also well, uh, able to bring one guest uh, between the ages of 16 and 20. Um, so it can be younger siblings, younger friends, somebody that graduated a year or two before, or somebody from out of town. A lot of times we get cousins that are coming in for their graduation and um, come along to SAN. So we're happy to have um, all the seniors and their guests. Uh, this year they graduate on June 3rd, and we always have it the evening of. So they graduate early in the morning. Usually they go to their parents' house or friend's house for a, a cookout and presence and, and, you know, meet the family, extended family. And then they come to San at 6 p.m. We have uh, the barbecue, and I'll go into everything that happens later. Um, and then it ends at 3 a.m. the following morning. Uh, this year, class colors, maroon and silver, and flowers, the snapdragon, send me on my way by Rusted Roots. If you haven't heard that song, it's pretty good. Um, the whole album is actually good. I like that one. Uh, the quote, today is a tomorrow we dreamed about yesterday. Uh, so there are 273 graduates this year from uh, Los Alamos High School, and I'm expecting probably about eight homeschool students as well. And so when they cross the stage on graduation, they get their diploma, and they walk off the stage, somebody from the school gives them this. This is their ticket to San, little uh, keychain momento, and this is the schedule, and um, tells everything that they can do, when, where, the events are happening, and you'll see these circles. There's ten of them, and if, when they go to one of the events that's listed, they get that punched out, punch, punch, punch. And if they go to all of these events, at the very last thing that happens, the breakfast is about 2.30, the senior brings that in, and only seniors get this. So this is what the seniors get, and they can bring one guest with this to each of the events, any of the events, all of the events. If they get all 10 events punched, we'll take this and we give them a raffle ticket for some of the grand prizes. And I'll talk about that um, in a little bit. So right now, I said the committee is uh, formed. We get together. We plan uh, once a month um, on what needs to be happening in that event. So the fundraising, the lining up the insurance and the events and the locations, make sure everybody's on board. If we have any new partners, um, we bring them into the meetings. And I've been doing this since 2012. The county parks and rec uh, guy, his name is Brendan Tuning, he's been doing it for about four years. Um, so we, it's pretty well oiled machine. We're the two spearheads, and then we've got a few other partners, Don Casperson with Kiwanis and the Methodist Church, um, George Marsden at the Teen Center, and there's usually a police officer that's kind of the, the head that organizes their side of it. Um, so we get together and we talk about what we need to be doing, what's been done, what's, uh, what's going to change, kind of how the revenue is looking. Um, like I said, it's totally dependent on donations. We spend about 13000 each year on this event. 
So um, last year we had a little bit of a decrease in the donations, so we're trying to make up some of that deficiency from last year. But I think we're doing a pretty good job. Reached out to a lot of the new businesses in town and say, hey, help sponsor this event. Would you like to host or, or pay for an entire event? That's a pretty good w- way to um, get um, some buy-in from some of the new community members. And uh, like I said, about 13000 is what we're spending each year on the event. 13 in, 13 out, bank account's pretty much zeroed after the event, so that's good, I think. Uh, Starts off with the barbecue, so I'll go down this. Um, Barbecue's the very first thing that happens. Last year it was at the Ashley Pond because of the reconstruction at the Fuller Lodge. They were working on Fuller Lodge lawn. Usually we do it right on the balcony or the patio at Fuller Lodge, and... You know, barbecue burgers, veggie burgers, hot dogs, ice cream, chips. And so they all show up there. And then and you can see in the background we've got the, the bouncy toys. Um, so that's really the first punch is the bouncy toys. So we've, so we've got, you know, they loved them when they were little. They did just as much fun uh, when you're bigger going down slides and there's like an obstacle course one. These are new as of two years ago. Um, it's called Knocker Ball. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's like you get inside this inflatable ball, and there's like a shoulder uh, backpack straps and some handles. And you can see through it enough to tell whether uh, you're, you're a red ball or a blue ball, and you can kind of tell who, what the other team is. You might be able to recognize your friend in there. And the premise is that you're kind of playing soccer, and they have this oversized soccer ball, and you're kicking it around. But usually the ball gets you know, lost, and you're just running into each other. And it's kind of like old uh, bumper cars. And if you have enough... Force when you meet both parties or one party will go flying and rolling and tumbling. It's great because your head's not sticking out, so you're not hitting the ground. Um, oh, there you can see like two simultaneous collisions, and then they're going opposite directions. I tried it the first year. Everybody's kind of looking around, going, "That's like, oh, come on!" So a few of us put them on. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It, I, it, it hurt a little bit the next day <laughs> at my age, but when you're 18, it's it's fine. I'm sorry. So we get, the, uh, there's a company in Albuquerque, uh, two or three of them now. Um, and there's clubs that get together and play knockerball soccer, indoors, sometimes outdoors. Arizona, it's really big. Uh, and it's, you know, it's great for like the, um, the young adults that are you know, out of high school and they just want to get together and, and uh, play knockerball with their friends. So it's a little bit of skill, mostly just having a lot of fun and bouncing around. Um, and so I know one of these knockerball groups will rent one of the Albuquerque indoor soccer facilities for like an hour uh, on a standing basis once a, once a week and, and have these knockerball leagues. Um, so they come up from Albuquerque, bring the balls, kind of monitor that event. And uh, oh, here's a cool photo of them. They were last year. They were over by the, um, not the municipal building, the Justice Center, kind of in that lawn right there, um, across Ashley Pond. Uh, any more questions about knocker balls? <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, next one is the tipsy cart. So this one is uh, what time do I need to be done? Uh, quarter after. Quarter after. Okay, we're good. Uh, so the county loans us the golf carts from the golf course. The police department loans us officers to run this event. And then we have a few more volunteers. They set up an obstacle course. And then we have these vision-impairing goggles um, that the DWI Planning Council has purchased and provides. And so the teens, right along with a police officer, and try to navigate this co- uh, course 
on a golf cart through the cones. And, and there's also, while they're waiting in line, the DWI Planning Council provides some education on um, drinking and driving, impaired driving, even you know, talk about texting and driving, and the dangers of not being you know, focused on driving while you're driving. And uh, so obviously, lots of fun. Um, my wife asked me last night, I was like, how, what kind of impact does this actually have? Or does it just like, oh, that was a lot of fun, I should try. I was like, I think it's kind of, okay, have the information and the experience is kind of separate. You know, oh, okay, I'm not, can't uh, see as well as I should. And, you know, I think unless you've really been in that experience, then you may not really make that connection. And that's, you know, we don't, we don't know. But looking at police records since Santa started, as far as I know, there hasn't been any fatalities in Los Alamos County on graduation night. Um, so whether it's from the, the drunk goggles or just the entire event, I think we're, we're doing a great thing. And, and that was not the case before the um, sand started. So this event is done in origami parking lots. So we're set up. The bouncy rides are in Fuller Lodge lawn. The barbecue's at Fuller Lodge. And then right next door, you know, where origami is kind of that parking lot um, so we close that off, and the police cone it off and, and, and run that event there, um, except for last year when we had to move. Um, so that's a pretty good one. Oh, so we're great. We're happy to have the Nature Center. Uh, last year they partnered with us, and they've got their planetarium, and they ordered this fractal show. So they're playing music, and if you've never seen a fractal show, definitely take a chance to go and check it out. Uh, so just, you know, kind of images and colors and everything kind of spinning around in this three, uh, or the dome. Uh, and if you haven't gone to see the planetarium, definitely go to that any, any time. They do amazing shows there. Uh, we kick back in those, in those chairs. Um, they turn the lights down low. But, uh, so that was great to have them as a partner. Uh, here you can see everybody exiting. So you see all the little blue tags kind of in everybody's hands. This guy in the yellow shirt is the volunteers, so we station volunteers at each event, um, and they have punch, and it's not just a circle punch, I've got a different shape for each event, um, and so the teens know to go find that guy with the yellow shirt, get their card punched, and then they can you know, go on to whatever the event is. So we've got one of these yellow-shirted persons uh, at each event, they're the hole puncher. It's kind of a funny shirt, it just says volunteer hole puncher, hole puncher volunteer, and it's got a picture of the volunteer, so... Uh, Easy to spot. And nobody wants to keep the shirt at the end of the night as well. Wild West photos. So this is one of the things that we, the bouncy toys and then the Wild West, we, uh, it is a little pricey. So they, uh, we have an individual photographer who sets us up. They type in their email address, uh, go into changing rooms, get dressed up, and then they can say, oh, I want a wanted poster or gang or whatever. You know, they, there's kind of these um, borders that they can choose, and she uh, prints them out in like old timey brown and white, like the the ten type or whatever that is. I'm a CPO. Okay, um, makes them, make them look old, and then emails them directly to the teens. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. They don't have to worry about carrying anything or, or you know exchanging money. It's all like I said, all paid for through the SAN. And uh, so they have fun with that. Fake guns, cowboy hats, and and uh, here's the photographers. So that's a, that's a popular one. There's always a big line um, for the Wild West photo. And we've had the same lady doing it for a number of years because she does keep purchasing costumes and um, kind of knows the routine. Uh, where is that done? Where was that? 
So that photograph was at the Old Teen Center. Usually we have it inside Fuller Lodge, because that's a nice backdrop, kind of the wood. But last year we had to relocate. So they're always inside the Fuller Lodge. So there's a barbecue on the porch, patio, and then the line forms, and they're like in the ante room, um, you know, typing in their email address. And then we use some of the, the Curtis room, one of the other rooms, to change. And then the main Pajarito room is, is where the, the set, the photos are taken. Um, but, yeah, that one is from somewhere else. So we had to scramble last year because of the construction. Uh, climbing, rock climbing at the YMCA. Um, and then we also do racquetball and volleyball. So that's volleyball nets set up inside a racquetball court. It's pretty fun. Play off the walls. And I'm thinking about starting a, a young adult volleyball or any age adult volleyball league uh, once a month or once a week. Just uh, set up the volleyball in the... Uh, racquetball court and, and get together and play some casual games uh, with your friends. I just spoke with somebody that they did this at her university, and she said, oh, it was, the great, it was so much fun. They'd go play volleyball Tuesday nights and volleyball on Thursday nights. Uh, teen Center is another location, so we're happy to have the new Teen Center. That's kind of become the hub, so meet there. Uh, if you lose something, like your pass, everything, that's the lost and found um, happens at the Teen Center, and they're open from 6 until about midnight. Um, so it's a great place to just kind of re-gather uh, troops and go off to the next event. Um, I didn't say it, but some of these events, like the Bounce Toys, are only there for three hours from 6 to 9. Tipsy Carts, 6 to 9. The Fractal shows only two hours from 7 to 9 p.m. So some of these events, you have a small window to actually get there, get your card punched, and then on to the next event. So they do have to be aware of what's going on and when. Uh, the teen center started a tradition of painting their, their hands and handprints on the wall. So if you do visit there, when you go in past the check-in counter and then kind of south towards the, um, they've got a recording studio, there's a wall there that has handprints on it from the last two years. So they're going to do that until it fills up, and then, I don't know, we'll see. It's, they still got quite a bit of room left. And then they sign and write their, you know, the year that they graduated. So that's a pretty cool thing to, uh, for them to be recognized. They had a band on the balcony last year. I'm sure they're going to do that again this year. Uh, skating. So the Methodist Church provides the skating events. So the Atomic City Transit runs routes. So they can, if they, teens don't want to drive, they can just jump on the bus, go down to the Methodist Church. Skating, that's another punch pass. And uh, some learning inline skating, Congo line on skates, that was a couple years ago. Uh, they also have a limbo, so you can skate and go under the limbo stick. Um, the, oh, but we do have a limbo competition at Ruby K's. So Ruby K's is closed at that time of night. That's from 9 to 11 p.m. But she'll have a couple staff making smoothies so free smoothie, just go in and get your smoothie. And then outside, they're doing limbo, uh, which is fun. And smoothies inside. And Ruby, K, uh, Ruby donates that. She's donated that for, for years since I've started with this. So that's a great uh, partnership as well. And pretty close. You know, it's right there between the Teen Center, the YMCA, close right across the street from Fuller. Uh, oh, games night. So... The White Rock uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, 
something, I always forget their entire name. Ha, a number of years ago, there was a casino night at Betty E. Hart Center. And they're like, well, we're not really uh, up for this promoting the gambling. So they said, Let's, let us take over the games night. And so they, came, they have all these amazing games. Oh, they're so much fun, too. You don't have to know, know the cards or anything. There's this peanut game where there's a peanut tied on a string. And if a certain card flips up, you have to get your peanut before the bowl comes down. I don't know. It's just chaos over there. It's so much fun. They've got like four or five different games going on. And, and then we have some sand money. It looks like Monopoly money with Einstein on it instead of... Uh, whatever president, and uh, so they can win this fake money. I think you can see little piles of the yellow money on their table. So they win these $10,000 bills all night at the different games, and then there's this auction at the end of the night. So I would just buy fun items, soccer balls, kites, board games, and various things, and then they're auctioning, and they're pooling their money. You know, kites are going for $10 million, and they're like, oh, and uh, lots of fun. So they they do the auction twice that night, Uh, so... And they also have some of the best baked, homemade baked goods at that event. So I always drop by there and get some of the cookies and baked goods. And it's a, it's a uh, it's fun event. There's food pretty much at every location. A lot of times it's, you know, they'll get pizzas at one place or fruit in the chocolate fountain at the teen center. I know they did that one year. Um, but, yeah, they're, pretty, they're well fed for sure. That's a... This is at the Los Alamos Senior Center. Yeah, we don't. We went try to keep them local, uh, centralized. Have you seen the new White Rock Senior Center? It's nice. Uh, more games. You can see little piles of money. They did. I don't know what that thing is. It, there was something flying around inside that. Like it looks like a camping shower, but there's air blowing and there was stuff flying around. I didn't really catch what that was, but. Look like fun. Uh, ooh, Carnival at the Y. So about 10.30, there's a carnival, and we've got a number of uh, games, skee-ball, and ring toss, and oh, darts where it's in the background. Oh, this is a duck race. So there's a little water troughs, and little ducks, and you have a straw, and you're trying to you know, get your duck to get to the end before everybody else. Uh, so simple, so fun, it's great. And then I get a bunch of just random prizes, the hats and, and uh, mostly hats and, and scarves and things like that to give away as prizes. So basically it's like you play the game, you get a prize. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Don Casperson has built a lot of these games um, in his garage. So he's working on a new one that uh, Jeff Favorite saw in France on the street, like some street um, market where you're pulling strings and you're pulling this bar up on this platform which is like Swiss cheese so there's these holes and on the bar is a ball that will roll and so you have to work the strings and the pulleys to get them around the holes to the top and so Don's working on that one so that's a new game I'm hoping to to see Um, I don't know if you guys have seen something like that it's like reverse plinko where you're trying to get it to the top instead of to the bottom but he always has a lot of fun building homemade carnival games. And, oh, yeah, that's another one. That was two years ago. He built that. He just It's a pendulum. You're trying to knock all the little pegs over for your opponent. Oh, a magician. have a magician at the carnival and henna. And last year we had the Hill Stompers perform at the end. 
And then when the carnival's over at midnight, everybody goes to the movies, and so we pay for three theaters to be playing three movies, and they, uh, the teams can just go and choose whichever one. This is the only place where they spend money, is at the concession stand at the theater, uh, popcorn, Cokes, whatever they want. Usually by that time, they're pretty well fed and pretty well tired, so a lot of people just sleep through the movies, uh, starting at 1215, 12.30. Uh, you can see the, the girl all the way on the right yawning. She's like, oh, we still got three hours to go. After the movies, I and mean, we stagger the movies, so one will end, and then 15 minutes later, the next one will end, and then 15 minutes later after that, uh, the third one will end. And that way, when they come to the Betty E. Hart Center again for breakfast, and Kiwanis will show up 12.30, start cooking breakfast, and they get pancakes and sausages and eggs, whatever was on the menu that year. And the teens will start rolling in. You know, we'd let them know, okay, the first movie's going to end at this time, so they have that ready, the wave of 90 or so, and 15 minutes later, the next group, and then the next group. And fill it up. It's been, even since I've started, that breakfast has gotten more and more people each year. The 100, let me check my notes. I think last year we had 133 seniors that went to every single event out of a class of 280. And that means every event. There were a number of seniors that skipped a few of the events that still went to breakfast, plus a lot of guests were still there. So we usually feed about 250 at the breakfast um, at 2.30 in the morning. And that's also where we give the... Oh, there's some of the Kiwanis. And so the grand prizes, if they get everything punched when they come into the senior center... We check it. Yep, here's your ticket. They have to be a senior, so I can't, as a senior, give this to my friend and say, I'm tired, I'm going home, you know, try to win a prize. So they actually have to be one of the seniors um, from Los Alamos. Um, have to have all ten punches punched, and they get a raffle ticket. And this year we're going to do it a little bit differently. Usually it's just everybody goes into one pot. But this year um, the bottom five will have their own jars. So say... You know, I don't really want a smart TV, but maybe I want the, uh, the tablet or the PlayStation. I can choose which one I'm selected from, and then we'll pick one winner for each of those. And then after we choose that, we'll dump all of the raffle tickets into one and choose the $500 cash prize winner from that. Uh, so pretty good incentive uh, if you go to go to each of the events and um, stick with us throughout the night. And so here's our list of sponsors. Uh, we usually have a representative from each of these groups at the planning meetings, except Ruby Cage. She knows what she's doing. Um, and then some of our major donors. DWI Planning Council usually gives about $5,000. They'll be giving this year specifically for the event. Um, Don Casterson gives a lot of time, gives a lot of money. And uh, Plateau Property Management sponsors the movies. They pay for that in full. Um, LA Schools Foundation, first year this year, they gave us some, some funding for that. And that was one of those that they were there. Nobody had asked them to help donate. So they said, oh, yeah, we can definitely help sponsor that event. Since the schools themselves don't uh, help too much, they, they mail out the parent letters because they don't want to give me the addresses to all the parents. Um, so I just take the envelope stamped and labeled, and they just put the parents' addresses on there. Um, and then they hand out these at the graduation. LA Monitor gives us an 
add before the event, then also a thank you add afterwards. And then Atomic City Transit provides the, uh, the bus route. Um, but it's also open to the public. They can't exclude anybody. So if somebody from the public is like, hey, I want to get on the bus, and they just get on there as well. So there's a, uh, because of their funding, they, have, they can't do a specific route for us. They kind of have to keep the route that they normally do. Um, but usually that time is Saturday night. There's not too many people going. So last year, like I said, 133 seniors went to every event. Over 70 volunteers help out. So some events, like the, the Western dress uh, photo, you know, we need like four people helping out, punching and getting costumes. And, and uh, the carnival needs quite a few, usually about 15 or 20 people there. So there's staggered shifts, you know, so most people only are volunteering for about two or three hours at one location. Um, it's not all night. So we are looking for volunteers. So if anybody would like to help out with uh, that, contact me. Um, donations as well. Like I said, $13,000 we spend each year. Um, so any help, any contribution does help. 33 years of safe and sober graduation for LA graduates. So that's uh, that's really why we're doing it and glad we can continue doing it. Uh, so if you would like to volunteer or know somebody that would, any donations as well, go to SAN, uh, care of the YMCA. So um, that, But that's housed at the front desk. So if you just say, come in or mail it in, um, they make sure it's for SAN. Otherwise, they just put it right into the YMCA account and have to go digging around for it and say, no, no, that goes over to SAN. Uh, it happens a lot, but it's fine. Uh, so if you have any questions or concerns or, you know, a group, that wants to help out. Sometimes there's uh, some groups that we haven't reached out to that, you know, hey, we want to help with the cones, setting up the cones for the, the tipsy cart because that's another one. It's like you got to run out, set up the cones, and they knock them over. And uh, so, any questions? Did you get a chance to try the tipsy cart? I haven't done that yet. There's always such a line I don't want to jump in, uh, but I might I might try that this year. Right. <laughs> the police are always testing it too. They. Just their courses and so, yeah. Does anyone have some questions for Jeremy? So you said you have 133 who go to all events. What's the, the other number, the other bounding? How many go to at least one? That's something that we haven't kept track of very well. Yeah, I mean, how you track it. Yeah, just, I mean, we kind of know how many burgers we go through, and, and uh, they keep track of how many actually come skating like everyone through the door um, but maybe we'll try I think we'll try to keep track of that a little bit better see how many show up of these show up at the very first event um, but it's, uh, it's quite a few I mean I, we probably serve 400 at the barbe- the opening barbecue with the seniors and their guests and uh, you, there's always like two or th- so some will bring two or three guests Come on in. You know, it's, we'd rather you be here and safe rather than out doing unsafe things. It depends on where you go. Others are a little the volunteers are strict. No, 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 just one, one guest only. You got to go somewhere else. It's a, it's fun. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fun night. And we do get a lot of verbal feedback from the seniors. It's like, oh, it's the greatest night ever. I'm glad I came. Um, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else on on that night. So. Oh. 
So he asked if the seniors know what's on the program before graduation. Uh, Wednesday before graduation, the, the high school ho- uh, has all the seniors come to the auditorium and they explain uh, what they can and can't do, what they can't wear under the gowns, how to wear the hats, and kind of the whole process of the, the graduation day and talk about fees and all that. And then they give the committee 20 minutes to talk about senior appreciation night. And we usually turn this kind of very, here's the rules, uh, program into just chaos. Jeff Favor comes in and he's with fire and licking it and spitting fire and I've got a guy in a gorilla costume running around throwing out prizes and, and I'm explaining the event. Um, but I usually get the impression that they're just kind of glazed over and don't really care. So I kind of talk about what it is, but they don't see this. Let me back up. So with the letter that's sent, the schedule is on there. So this is sent to the parents asking for donations and volunteers, but they also get the schedule, which sometimes changes location or whatever. So they do have this sent to them early March. Whether or not they remember or see it, I don't know. But once they get across the stage, they get this, and that's it. So, um, And then a lot of them have gone previous years with friends or family, so they kind of know the routine. Um, but I... Some do. So I imagine there's a lot of excitement, kind of word of mouth from hearing from the people who graduated. Yeah, here before. yeah, I think that's the majority of it. Just it, that's what you do on when you graduate, you go to San. So, so I was thinking about um, when you were talking about movies, and uh, have you ever seen that movie Dazed and Confused? Yes. It's uh, Art Linkletter, I think, did the not Art, but uh, Richard Linkletter did the movie. And it's about these guys going wild in some Texas town. Austin, this, Texas. This sounds in like the me. late 70s, yes. Yeah, so this sounds like the opposite of that. Pretty much the opposite of that, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Katie Tokes, who's a member of our, our church, was from that area, and so she's very familiar with that, that whole scene. Does anyone else have a, have a question or a comment for Jeremy? Great, let's let's thank Or donations? Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your time.